you're listening to The Enlightened Podcast. I'm Dr. Sarah Jane, and I'm a gentle chiropractor, holistic counsellor, energetic worker, intuitive guide, and yoga and meditation teacher. I'm the host and creator of The Enlightened Podcast, and I'll be bringing you stories of resilience, consciousness, healing, the human experience, and just how trauma, loss, and grief can shape us to be more compassionate and more empathetic human beings than ever before. These stories are for the highly sensitives, the empaths, and those wanting to hear a unique approach to holistic health. Hello everyone and welcome to today's episode. I'm Dr. Sarah Jane, the host of this podcast and on this episode I'm joined by Claire, a beautiful podiatrist based on the Gold Coast, which we're all very, very jealous of at the moment and uh, her goal is to educate, empower and change the way we all look at our feet and I found Claire through social media, actually, through Instagram after having a good giggle at some of her Instagram posts that are very, very relatable to all of us allied health practitioners out there. So I I must admit, I still laugh out loud with every single one she posts. So she also has a very unique approach within her social media account, which is called The Pod, um, which is kind of relating to the practitioner rather than the patient, which I just really, really love. And I wanted to have her on today so that we could all learn a little bit more about podiatry. As some of you guys know, I send you off to a podiatrist, but I think there's so much we can learn about this field that we still just don't know. And Claire takes a really beautiful, modern, evidence-based, but holistic approach as well. So I wanted to have her on today. So welcome, Claire. Thank you so much. It's such a pleasure being here and talking to you. (laughs) Yay. I'm so glad you said yes, because yeah, you're not trapped like us. So you have other things to do. Whereas most people, they're in Melbourne. So I get to trap them and and force them on my show. But you've come with free free will today. So thanks so much. (laughs) I shouldn't rub that in. (laughs) No, no, it's fine. We're we're used to it. Tell everyone a little bit about yourself and, and what you do exactly. And, and I guess what podiatrists, uh, podiatrists do. Um, I know most of us know what's to do with feet, but tell everyone a little bit about yourself and yeah, what you do on a day-to-day basis. Yeah, well, firstly, I'm, I'm very happy to have you know, connected through you, you through Instagram and everything like that. And I'm so glad you find my post funny. <laughs> um, that makes me happy. <laughs> um, but yeah, basically, I'm a podiatrist and I work mainly in private practice. And I've worked on the Gold Coast and northern New South Wales for uh, over six years now. And it's been a ride. It's been really great. And um, yeah, at the moment, I'm a clinical manager for a business. It's just a, a, a small business. And we do have mobile podiatrists. We've got about nine um, who go out in the community and sort of treat people at, in their own home and, you know, keeping people at home as long as possible and all of that kind of thing. So that's sort of what I'm doing at the moment in terms of podiatry, which is really exciting. And I guess that's one of the things that's really great about podiatry is there's so many different aspects to it and so many different, I guess, avenues that you can work in. So even like within the scope of private practice, there's so many different um I guess, ways of being a podiatrist. And I do, of course, work in a, as part of a clinic as well, which is always exciting and interesting. And yeah, I guess that's, that's a bit about me. Um, I studied actually in Newcastle. So that's where I, I grew up down that way. And yeah, I, I studied down there. And then once I finished my degree, I moved up to the sunny Gold Coast. Oh, can definitely understand that. We're hoping to join you there in a couple of years. That's what our plan within, I think, around three-year plan. We're going to be up there as well. So I I look forward to meeting you in the flesh one day. But what made you want to just um, study podiatry? Because it's not, well, I guess it's not a common career path. I suppose Cairo is not necessarily either. Um, had my careers counsellor mm-hmm. in high school mentioned Cairo to me, I don't think I would have even been remotely interested if I'm honest I think it would have been something where I've gone what is uh, 
no, I actually didn't even know what Cairo was until I think I was 22. Oh, wow. I think I had my first, yeah, my first adjustment, 22 or 23. So before then, I hadn't even had any awareness of it. But podiatry is even a bit of a stranger one because I know that you've made a few jokes about this, but people are like, oh, so you like touching people's feet all day or you do feet. How do you do that? So why did you want to become a podiatrist? Oh, my goodness. Look, if I had a dollar, every time somebody asked me this, I... <laughs> Wouldn't even have to do podiatry. <laughs> it's, it's probably the question I get asked the most and I understand, I get it. Um, it's, it's a different, a very different field and especially because I'm fairly young, I'm 20, I've just turned 27, so I've been doing this for, yeah, all my 20s and everyone's like why is someone so young like why are you interested in feet and you know what why how'd you get into it so um no I always expect this question because yeah I get asked it a lot and I, I understand it is definitely a bit left field um but basically like I've always been interested in in the health field and and helping people and the medical side you know I've never being queasy around blood or anything like that. Like I like all the, you know, the, kind of the gory stuff. Um, yeah. yeah, like it doesn't weird me out or anything like that. So I, you know, I guess that's always a good start, especially with podiatry. Some of the things we see, you know, <laughs> I won't go into mm. detail, but it's very, you know, not for the faint-hearted. And so, yeah, I guess I've always sort of had that passion of my my mum's a nurse, so I've been around that sort of that medical side and, um, being exposed to that as well um, and I do actually have I've got a twin brother and oh. yeah, I know so um, we we were born premature and what happened was my brother actually was born with a physical disability so it's called arthrogroposis and basically what that means is there's just sort of contractures of sort of it can be sort of any part of the body but this is his lower limb so when we were born we were yeah obviously very premie um he was born with his legs fully bent up towards his chest and just yeah obviously couldn't straighten them out so um firstly he wasn't expected to live um but he has wow. <laughs> it's great I'll just put like lay that out um and <laughs> just to let everyone know in yeah. case they become worried it's gonna be sad no it's great um but he yeah he's just had years of I guess countless surgeries and treatment and physio and everything under the sun um to I guess straighten out his legs and wow. I guess being that twin and being there um, you know, along for the ride. Obviously, I don't remember those early days, um, but it's just such a process. You know, he had all these splints on his legs to straighten them out and um, like a frame and walkers and all this kind of thing, you know, throughout, you know, growing up. So I guess just by influence and by just being surrounded by that, I've I've grown up realising how, you know, how important, our bodies are and how important mobility is and and obviously how important our feet and legs are so mm. I guess that combined with my you know my my love to help people and you know that that medical health side of things I guess pushed me into podiatry and I don't regret it <laughs> I wonder if that had never happened to your twin if you would have gone down that route because it's funny we all have some kind of experience or you know I guess a challenge or or something most of us in the health field which has drawn us to um allied health especially or holistic mm. health avenues where we're like oh ooh, hang on this is something I've become passionate about that maybe other people aren't passionate about like it was the same with me for Cairo Cairo helped me so much that it was the first thing I found where I was just like oh my god this is amazing I have to give yeah. this gift to other other people that's why I wanted to do it and obviously you found that within podiatry as well because it's not until you're touched by something like um you know an issue with your mobility or an issue with your feet or a loved one is that you would actually value it to some degree I think a lot of us take it for granted it's even even um being able to walk and sit on the toilet and things like that in yeah. terms of back back health most people don't value Cairo until they've had to see one and it's helped them yes you know <laughs> yes, exactly 
<laughs> so I wonder what would have happened with that. But what do you think is the biggest misconception about podiatry as well? Because I know when I saw your page as well, you don't look like a podiatrist <laughs> or like the vision I had in my head. You're this beautiful, young, vibrant girl. I'm like, hang on, she can't, she can't be a podiatrist. That doesn't fit the, the mould of that. So I love that you are and that you're changing that and that you're changing some of these misconceptions. But what are the, some of the most common ones? Like I know for me, if I'm at a party and someone's like, oh, what do you do? Which is, you know, one of those usual questions. Mm. Say, I'm a chiropractor and they say, oh, my back oh. and blah, blah, blah. And could you just give me a crack? I'm like, actually, I don't do any manipulation whatsoever. And they're like, what do you mean? What is it that you do? And so wow. I have to go on this huge thing. But what's a common misconception about podiatry? Oh, look, well, it sounds like podiatry in Cairo is very similar in that way. I mean, I do get asked, you know, just by people you meet and they're like, what What do you do? And I'm like, oh, I'm a podiatrist. They're like, oh, I love kids. <laughs> I'm like, oh, yeah, me too. Um, but <laughs> that, that's not quite it. Um, so once we straighten that out, it's um, they're like, oh, wait, wait. Like I can just see people's faces. They're just like, hang on, is that? feet and they everyone's a bit like they're not sure they just kind of tread the waters and and I do I get people all the time they're like you don't look like a podiatrist and I'm like well what is a podiatrist meant to look like like I don't know (laughs) me um yeah (laughs) so that's always funny um but yeah I obviously the name you know people definitely get us confused with um pediatricians and oh we've had all sorts of things so um yeah once once we determine that it is you know we're about feet um and the lower limb so probably the biggest misconceptions I find is that we only deal with the elderly and that is I guess part of my what I want to do with my page and things like that is to I guess show people that it's not about you know, being old and not being able to reach your feet and things like that. I want people to be able to, you know, if you've got feet, you know, they're so important. So that's what we're here for. Um, And a lot of it, which I'm sure that, you know, you do as well as a Cairo is that, you know, prevention is better than a cure. So, you know, there's so many things, especially with your foot health and your lower limb that we can prevent when we're young and you know get into habits and do the right things now before we you know before we get old and then have all these problems um and like you said people kind of you know only realize the importance of you know Cairo once they've had back problems or you know like myself I've got like a bit of a bad neck sometimes so I'm like oh Cairo is so great for that um but yeah a lot of the time people don't realize how important their feet are until there's something wrong um, and I guess that's sort of what I want to help with and change is just people's stigma on, you know, obviously just coming when they're in pain um, or the fact that we just, I guess, cut old people's toenails. So, mm. yeah. Admit, that's kind of what most people think. It's like, mm-hmm. okay, either it's kind of, well, for me, it's like or maybe diabetes, mm-hmm. you know, or um, they can't yeah, reach their feet anymore or ingrown toenails maybe. That's one thing I've, I've seen um, podiatrists for outside of when I refer people to them, which is for alignment issues predominantly yeah. because for me, if I have someone who has like knee pain or hip pain that's not resolving, mm-hmm. um, as you know, the body is a kinetic chain. So we have to look at the feet. You can't just look at the knee itself and go, why is this happening? You have to look above (laughs) above and below the joint. So why should people see a podiatrist? And I'd like to know also, like, why should I refer people to a podiatrist more so than what I am currently doing? Because I'm sure that you guys could do a lot more um, than what I'm utilising you for. And why are feet so important? Yeah, great question. <laughs> um, look, I find, especially with podiatry, we deal with people from like the age of one to 101. So it's a huge scope. Um, and obviously, the yeah, a, a lot of it can be, you know, your general nails, your, your corns, your calluses, a lot of that too. But yeah, what people don't realize is we do so much with the biomechanics and the alignment of our our bodies and like you said with your knees and your, your hips you can't just sort of isolate one joint you've got to look at everything and and I guess with podiatry we actually do um the hips down we do the whole lower limb and I guess a lot of people don't realize that as well um but we can't really look at a pathology of 
the big toe joint if we're not looking at the ankle or the knee or the hip. So I think, you know, that's definitely one of the reasons why, you know, people should see us if they do have, you know, ongoing, you know, back pain or hip pain or knee pain. A lot of it does have to do with your feet, surprisingly. Um, you know, our, our feet hold us up and they are what connects us to the earth. So in that respect, I guess, it, it just shows how if, if our feet aren't right, then it's going to affect our, our ankles, our knees, our, our hips, our back um, and up our spine through our neck as well. So there's huge um, potential with podiatry that I think a lot of people don't realise and also, I think historically with podiatry, it's not well known. Um, and I guess that's why everyone is like, oh, you kind of mentioned things like gait and, you know, we treat, you know, we, we treat kids and alignment and um, injuries and things like that. They're like, oh, I never knew that you could do this. And, you know, they think we just, yeah, do ingrown t- toenails and, and corns. And um, But I think definitely if if people do have pain that you know isn't going away or you know like I I really like the holistic health side of things so I think you know as podiatrists we've got a scope but it's also important to obviously you know see other health professionals to you know kind of get that team uh, work happening there Um, because yeah we we all have our limits as allied health professionals Um, but I think yeah it's it's so important and one of the things that i tell my patients and and I I'm sure you know some people listening to this think especially with foot pain is that they're like oh it's just normal like that's you know after work or you know after you've been doing something you've got foot pain people like oh that's just fine that's normal pain like that's just that's just me that's just what happens but what I tell my patients is that foot pain and pain in general isn't normal you know it's our body's Mm. way of telling us that something's not right and you know I think you know if if something's going wrong with your car and you know your brakes aren't working you know you go get it fixed it's kind of like that's not normal for that to not work Um, but I think and what I find with feet and podiatry is you know people we really don't look after our feet or think about our feet too much so it's like oh they'll be fine you know they'll just they'll just get better and um you know nine times out of ten it won't get better unless you do something about it so I think that's probably something to you know something to remember and yeah I know so many people they're like I've never really even thought about my feet so that's probably one of my aims is to get people thinking about their feet and you know if we haven't got good mobility or we're in pain or you know we've got sore knees or a sore back you know it really impacts how we work um how we do our job how we you know interact with people or our families or you know play with kids or run around like it all is kind of like a domino effect um which is why I think just that education is so important about your health and your foot health and just your whole body health, really. Mm, it's a it's that day, daily living, daily tasks that people don't realise that they're inconvenienced by, whether it's pain or or lack of mobility or whatever it might be. They just it becomes their new normal, yeah. so they forget that you know. Oh, when I have to put both hands down on the toilet seat before I sit on it, that's you know, that's just been my life for the last 10 years. So that must be what I do. And people just put up with a lot before they seek help for it, or it it gets to a certain point and then they'll seek um, help where I guess we're both kind of suggesting like this is a preventative as well. Mm. Come see us before you have to get to that point. But I love that you're saying that you treat holistically as well and and part of a team. It is still a bit tricky in allied health, at least in the Mm. Melbourne scene. Um, That's something I try to do as well because, you know, evidence even suggests that a patient who's got a team around them will do better Mm -hmm. than someone who does not. Um, Because, yeah, we can't be everything for everyone. Unfortunately, although I try to be sometimes, (laughs) we can't be everything for everyone. We try, yeah. In Europe, you know, if you have a lower back issue, a lot of the time they treat you with a mouthpiece or a jaw piece. Like people don't realise how connected the body is Mm. to all the different parts. I know that if someone, for example, has a sore right knee and I'm looking at the left, most times, every time they'll correct me and go, no, 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 it's not 
it's not that knee. It's my <laughs> right knee that's sore. And I'm like, yes, but you might have a compensation pattern. I've got to assess both sides as well. You have two knees. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of the time they're working together or not working together and that's why there's a pain or, or a, a lack of whatever going on. So I love that you um, touched on that as well. But I, I haven't sent you this question, but I just wanted to ask your thoughts on it as well because I see a lot of it and I don't actually know much about the subject. But what's your thought on um, like bare feet walking and, and retraining the the muscles in the feet and the isometrics of the feet as opposed to say like a, an inner sole or a you know a, something like that what what's your ideas on that and what's your ideas on the things that you can get from the chemist uh-uh. your feet as opposed <laughs> to seeing um a podiatrist because you know there's little heel lifts or the little um inner soles which you know I, I don't know what you think of that but what's do you hate when you see people walking in your practice with those? I imagine you would. Oh, my goodness. Sometimes people come in with just like bags of shoes and 10 pairs of orthotics or inner soles and I'm just like, oh, okay, here, we're starting here, are we? <laughs> um, <laughs> no, good question about the barefoot. It's one that we probably don't get asked too much about it as, you know, anymore. It was, a couple of years ago it was a huge um, movement with the with the barefoot and um, you know sort of the minimalist style of shoes and things like that too and I think it definitely it definitely has its place and I'm all about foot strengthening and you know really doing the best for our feet and especially kids and development I'm a huge believer in you know especially young kids from like you know one to five while they're still developing and growing to really you know if they're outside playing you know playing on the grass you know climbing trees which I'm not sure many do (laughs) these these days especially in Melbourne right now (laughs) Um, so I really love you know, I, I want people to, you know, walk on the beach and I want people to, you know, walk in the sand and, and experience, you know, that's those soft, you know, the grass, the surfaces and things like that. Um, however, you know, I do treat, you know, things, you know, pain and symptoms and things like that. And especially now we live in such a concrete world and it's really changed. We're not sort of on those soft surfaces that our body is made for anymore. So, I think, you know, especially you look at your your nurses and your teachers, they're all on, you know, hard concrete floors all day, you know, standing, and that's actually not great for our feet and the pressures and things like that. So I think when it comes to, you know, everyone's different. So, you know, you obviously treat people um, as they come, but I think, you know, especially occupations like that and depending on what surfaces you're on and, and what problems you present with, then definitely things like your orthotics and, and you know, good supportive footwear can come in handy. And uh, people always ask me, and I guess that's because I live on the Gold Coast, um, about walking, you know, on, on the beach, on, on the sand. You know, people are like, oh, I've heard, you know, it's really good for your feet. And look, a lot of people, it is really good for their feet. However, a lot of people I see too, if they've got a lot of, you know, midfoot osteoarthritis and things like that a lot of that movement isn't actually good um, for the foot and that soft sand walking or hard sand walking can actually aggravate it so it depends on the activity I guess and you know what is causing any pain and things like that so it's it's probably a case by case thing Um, Mm -hmm. but yeah definitely I guess that barefoot movement has slowed a little bit but still there is definitely merit in you know, seeing a podiatrist who who does sort of focus on, I guess, foot exercises and strengthening and, and there's evidence to show that, you know, especially a combination of, um, you know, strengthening, conditioning and, you know, sometimes the use of, you know, good shoes, orthotics really can help like all round. So, yeah, I think it's just using, a, you know, a combination of things. So it's not saying one thing is bad and one's good. Um, but there's definitely things that are better. And, yeah, probably off-the-shelf um, inner soles, they're, you know, they're generally your big companies like Shoal and things like that. So mm. there's a lot of marketing and people just love that and they think, oh, yeah, yeah, I'll see these at Woolies and, you know, they're really good. And sometimes when I show someone, you know, the support of one of those as opposed to, a you know, a customised orthotic, they're like, oh, I didn't realise there was such a difference. So I sort of 
I guess explain some things like that to people like it it's like getting you know glasses for your eyes it's sort of you know if you have an eyesight problem you want to get you know go to an optometrist and you want to get prescription glasses for your eyes and that's really going to help rather than those you know those little magnifying glasses that Mm. you get at you know the the cheap shop yeah Yeah. so it's like that so you can and some people find they're happy with the you know the -the off-the-shelf Inosol and you know they don't get any pain or problem um but I guess yeah, the big thing is is that pain and those symptoms. So if that still persists, then there's probably a reason for that. And I guess that's when, you know, we do want to do something a bit more customised for that individual. Mm, it's I guess it's that accessibility as well, isn't it? People just go, oh, I can go here and get something for the cost and, yeah. and I can go and purchase it without hopefully having to see someone that's going to take time, effort and probably um, (laughs) money. People always try and find the other thing. But marketing's always good as well. It's like Alibit. I have no idea how that brand is still existing in terms of pregnancy care. It is the worst multivitamin I've ever come across. Um, And, yeah, the synthetic acid, folic acid that they use and things like that, I've got no idea. It's all marketing. Um, Yeah. I've just... Yeah, marketing's a powerful, powerful thing. But yes. the other thing I was going to ask you as well is because every podiatrist I know hates sketches. They've got a vendetta against sketches. I don't know why because everyone I know who has the sketches loves them. So I oh. want to know like, what shoe brands should we be, like what what's a brand that you go, yes, please get this. This is mm-hmm. great for, obviously it's a case-by-case basis, yeah. but I'm sure there's some brands out there that you um suggest have a better support system than others and and what's wrong with sketches for goodness sake <laughs> I know and probably when you look at my page I do um you know mention them quite a little bit <laughs> um and everyone's like oh what's wrong and because probably like I said marketing they're you know they're amazing with their marketing and yes mm. they have a really soft cushioned shoe and people put their feet in that and love it because we obviously we're so used to walking on hard surfaces that they put that soft cushioning you know micro sole fiber um on and they're like oh this is amazing um but I guess from a podiatry standpoint um you know people generally come to us because they're in pain and and you know some people are like oh I've had this pain for six months and I'm like oh that's no good and they've they're like oh I've had my sketches for six months too and like so no so they kind of don't put two and two together but a lot of your problems do come down to footwear. Um, so the thing with <laughs> sketches is they are really flexible. So if we do have any um, sort of problems with pronating too much or, you know, really high arches that collapse down, the sketches don't really provide a lot of that support. And if we do heavily pronate, the shoes are so soft that they don't really hold the foot in a great position. So um, mm-hmm. you can't fit orthotics in them either. So that makes it a bit tricky. Um, ah. so there, yeah, there's a few things. But, I mean, I guess, you know, some people, you know, they're, you know, a little frail 80-year-old woman in the sketches around the house. You know, that's fine. It just depends. Um, but I do know a little bit of insider information that – Sketches are looking at more arch support soon. So, you know, watch oh. this space. I think, that, I think maybe they've been listening to us podiatrists or maybe they've seen my page and like, oh, we've got to change this. We've got to get the podiatrists on board because we, yeah, probably tell people to, you know, avoid the <laughs> sketches if they're having, you know, problems. So I think, mm. you know, there might be some good things coming there. So we will wait and see. Um, so excited to see what happens there. Um, but in terms of good shoes, um, there's a lot of brands out there now that actually look really nice and are trendy and quite fashionable, which is one mm. thing that I guess we've struggled with as podiatrists is, you know, people kind of avoid coming to us because they know we're going to tell them their shoes are awful and that they need to get new ones and no one wants mm-hmm. the, you know, really ugly orthopedic looking shoes. So, no. yeah, so that's been something we have to kind of fight against. But, yeah, like I said, the good thing now is that there are quite a couple of brands now um, and Australian brands too that do do really trendy, beautiful shoes that um, are designed by podiatrists and do have room for orthotics but also have really good arch support in them. And one of my favourites um, 
uh, is a a company called Baird Footwear. Um, mm-hmm. B-A-R-E-P, you've heard of them. I think they're, yeah, they're yeah. Melbourne-based, so yeah. um, so really great. And they have some beautiful shoes that have that arch support, metatarsal support and really good structure to them but are still, you know, still really trendy. You know, you can wear a pair of sneakers um, or boots and things like that. So I really love, love them. Um, brands like Frankie Four as well. They're Brisbane-based, but I think you can get them a lot of um, different Haven't places. heard of them. Haven't heard of them? Yeah. No. Um, they're really good. Frankie Four, they're also designed by a podiatrist. Um, and I guess they're probably my two top at the moment. And then obviously you've got all your sports brands like your Asics mm-hmm. and New Balance and things like that. Um, but, yeah, those are probably my my top. I love that they're Australian and, you know, it helps us out in the podiatry profession. So, um, if yes, if you haven't heard of either of those brands, have a look online because there's some beautiful shoes there. Um, and, yeah, I think those there's, – there's so many other brands, but, yeah, these are probably yeah, my too. top. Yeah. In terms of orthotics, because I know a lot of my patients when I say, oh, maybe you need to go see a podiatrist and get your feet looked at for either orthotics or taping or whatever it might be, there's always a resistance with the orthotics because they're like, I can't, I don't want to wear closed shoes all the time. So hopefully um, if they were to get, say, like a bed footwear as well, Mm -hmm. and would that be suitable to wear their orthotics when they have a closed shoe on and then wear like a bed footwear for other times because or do you have to wear the orthotics all the time because that seems to be a bit of a misconception um as well and and if people's feet hurt in their shoe Mm. does that mean it's a bad thing or a good thing well I mean I'd probably say um if your feet hurt in their shoe (laughs) that it's not probably not a right shoe for you um yeah and some people do they come in they're like my foot only hurts when I'm in this particular shoe and um and nothing else and I don't know why but it's always when I'm in this shoe and I'm getting problems I'm like oh you don't think that the shoe might be the problem oh no it's not the shoe (laughs) so I probably give footwear advice to 100% of my patients um and with a lot of them just getting good shoes can be enough so that doesn't even mean that you need orthotics but sometimes just getting someone in a really good shoe will be enough for them to be comfortable and not have pain um and yeah in terms of orthotics in shoes well up up here especially in the gold coast you know it's it's hot all year round pretty much um so a lot of people really don't yeah, they're really quite resistant to it because they don't want to be in enclosed sports shoes all year round and, and wearing their orthotics. But I guess from a support point of view, obviously your enclosed shoes are, are the most supportive, so you're going to get your best support in those. However, yeah, we do still want to wear something supportive on our feet in summer. So there are sandals that have got removable inner soles. Um, so they're really good to look for to put an orthotic in. So you can still wear orthotics in sandals. And shoes, are, like I said, are getting a lot better with being adjustable and things like that as well. But I I mean, I probably go with, with footwear. It's like an 80-20 rule. So I would say you want to wear your good shoes and orthotics if you, if you need them um, 80% of the time so that's generally work when you're on your feet the most so work um, and exercise any kind of recreation that's about 80% of what you do anyway so the other 20% is either when you're going out you're you know you're going out to dinner or a party or something like that and you can get away with wearing shoes that maybe aren't as supportive you know we're not <laughs> we're not going to tell you to wear your joggers out um, yeah. that kind of thing so I think um, when people hear that they're like oh so I still can wear my nice shoes I'm like yeah you can um, you know you just know that when you're in those shoes that maybe aren't so great for your feet that you you know you're sitting down or you're not you know you're not doing miles and miles on them so I think when people kind of realize that we're not so limited to one pair of shoes that's you know super supportive that we can't wear all our nice shoes I, I, I kind of you know think that yeah, it's, it's really important to just get that nice balance. And, yeah, case by case, some people really, you know, their feet are, are really quite bad, but they do need that support 
most of the time. But generally, yeah, I'd go for that 80-20 rule. Mm, That's a good idea. And and what about high heels at work all day or party feet? What's your thoughts on those? (laughs) These are my own personal questions. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) I think you're a friend. (laughs) Uh, Look, high heels aren't great um, for your feet. I would. I knew you would say that. (laughs) I know people don't ask me because I know what I'm going to say. I'm a podiatrist and I do have heels. but I, I would just be mindful about them. So even getting shoes, like say if you, you do have a heel, um, something that maybe has a bit more of a, like a, a block heel and not as high, you know, we're kind of, if we just reduce that height even by a little bit, we put so much less pressure on our forefoot. So um, any of your stilettos, it just, you know, it's not going to be great for your feet. But, yeah, maybe something that has got like a little bit of a, a block heel that we've got a bit more stability with. Um, and the other thing is wedges. They're probably you know, another one that we can get away with a little bit more, mm, a bit of a wedge. I love a wedge. Yes. I like a wedge. Yeah, so that just disperses the pressure a bit more evenly through the foot so we're not just putting all the pressure in the forefoot. So I, I'm not, I, you know, I don't say no to heels because, I mean, you know, there, there are weekends when I'm off duty as a podiatrist and I still want to, you know, <laughs> dress up. Um, so, you know, we still have to live our lives. But I think, yeah, just being a bit mindful and, yeah, I do sort of feel sorry for those professions that do have to wear, you know, it's in their dress code to wear heels and that yeah. really, it's really kind of, oh, there's just so much damage that can happen with, with you know, prolonged wearing of heels and I I think it's really detrimental to people's health and especially if they do have pathologies like bunions and arthritis Mm. or anything like that it's just not great for the feet or your knees your back that kind of thing so I think professions that do have heels as part of their dress code yeah is not great and hopefully that can be changed down the track Mm. Um, and it's unfortunate as well that you know women probably have to do that and men don't so I think no I've never seen them walking around in their heels too much but when I worked in retail it was part of our code Um, I won't mention the places I work but it was part of our code that we had to wear heels all day and we would actually get in trouble if we didn't wear heels and they even had spare heels in the back for you to put on in case they didn't like your heels. Yes. So it's it's um an interesting time. So I thought I'd better ask that. But bunions, oh my goodness. Ooh. I don't I don't have any luckily, but I have a lot of clients who have ended up having to have surgery yeah. for bunions. So they're a very serious thing, especially when those I don't know if I'm showing my age here since you're twenty seven. <laughs> I probably am. But when those heels with the pointy Oh yeah. So yeah, they created a lot of damage. I I, I remember those. Yeah. So what's something that everyone could do now, like who's listening to mm-hmm. this, to improve their feet or improve what they're currently doing with their feet? Like what's a what's a generic thing that most people do that's probably not helpful for them and, and just something small that they could do, even if it was like, I don't know, rolling a tennis ball up and down the fascia of their foot or whatever it might be. What is something that someone could do? Well, I mean, firstly, I'd probably see a podiatrist. <laughs> um, <Yes>. You know, I'll just <laughs> that in there. <laughs> That's a really great practical thing that you can do. Um, so, yeah, other than that, look, I obviously movement is a big thing. I'm a huge believer in if you don't use it, you lose it. So, you know, if we're not mobile and we're not walking or exercising, we are going to you know, cause our feet and and structures to stiffen up and it's not great. So movement is really important. Um, I really do like those little spiky balls that you can, yeah, roll your feet over, little massage balls. And, yeah, yeah, rolling your feet over that. So whether it's while you're watching Netflix or um, actually standing is really good because you do get your whole body weight through there. So just rolling a, a ball, yeah, you can use a tennis ball or a golf ball or something like that um, to, yeah, roll through your fascia and really stretch things out, especially if you've been on your feet all day for work. That's a really good exercise and probably one that I tell most of my patients to do. And the other one that I really love is 
doing just really simple heel raises. So just standing on the tiptoes of your feet. So you can do it with your feet together. So going up um, or you can do sort of single leg ones as well. And I, I really like those. It really helps to keep that blood pumping and strengthening your feet and, and the muscles in your legs. So I think probably... I mean, there's so many little exercises. I could talk about it all day. <laughs> um, but I, you know, I think those are really probably really important things that people can just start doing. You don't have to see a podiatrist to, you know, do foot exercises or look after your feet. So I think, you know, and, and I guess just being aware of your feet. And if, you know, if you are noticing that shoes are hurting or something, you know, some kind of movement or when you squat down or something is becoming a little bit, uncomfortable or you think that your feet might be impacting because I know a lot of people kind of think oh I don't know if they are but I I feel like they could be then it's a really good thing to get your feet checked out whether you really have a lot of pain or not I think if if anyone has feet it's a really good place to start Mm. I mean that's what we specialize we all have feet I know exactly But we all need to see someone just like you and we'll have some lovely looking calves if we do those heel lifts exactly, as well. Exactly, yes. What's your thoughts on the pedicures at the little local, you know, <laughs> pedicure shop? What have you seen as a result of those? Because my um, sister-in-law, she's a, well, was a beauty therapist, so she used to do a lot of manicures mm-hmm. and pedicures and obviously it was a bit more expensive because you're hiring some, you know, you've got someone with a private business yes. who's actually paid for their qualification mm-hmm. to and and she was extremely good, but obviously with the all the new little pop up, um, little salons yes. in the shopping centre and things like that, who were you know cut the price by half, um, but they give you an extra bit of fungal yes. um, that you didn't get anywhere else. Should we be avoiding those places? I need to know myself. I know. Look, I get asked this a lot as well. And, yeah, I mean, if you do want fungal infections or ingrown nails (laughs) or something like that, then by all means go to the salons. Um, I, I, I don't mind. But they do end up making us quite a bit of money because people come to us after they've been to the salons for a few years and, um, you know, they come for treatment for ingrown nails and um, fungal infections. So we do have a bit to thank them for. Um, <laughs> and we see you guys for pedicures, well, like nice ones. Uh, what about that? Where do we go? Yeah, look, I, I do get a lot of patients who, you know, they just die hard. They need, you know, they need polish on their nails, that kind of thing. They want their feet looking great for summer. And especially if you've got nail problems or, you know, they're a bit tricky, a bit curly, they curl in the sides. I would see a podiatrist and I, you know, I, I compromise with my patients. So, you know, I can, I'll, I'll cut, cut the nails, you know, get everything cleaned up, do that properly because we are university trained and we do know what we're doing. Um, yeah. So doing that is fine. And then I say, look, go, if you need to, go to the salon and just get them or take your own polish. Painted. Yeah, just get them painted. I'd avoid shellac and things on your nails because it does ruin them. Um, oh, and just shellacky. Yeah, so and just get them painted. And what I suggest, and people are like, oh, okay, that's, that's fine. So I've compromised with a lot of people. Um, but, yeah, and I guess with, that with the nail polish I would you know if you have to wear it and if if you're going out you want your nails looking nice for an event or a wedding or something then yeah by all means put your polish on but I wouldn't leave it on for months like I wouldn't you know and so many people they're like oh my nails because the nails on your your feet you know are a lot slower to grow um and people leave nail polish on their toes for ages and that does increase your risk of getting fungal infections too so I would always say look put on for a couple of days and then take it off let your nails breathe um you know and do that so yeah there's there's definitely a lot of things that that people don't realize and yeah I I see a lot of people that have had shellac and it has ruined their nails so they've had really like quite nice strong nails and and this happens with their fingernails as well um and then they end up being quite um, brittle and they break and because they have to file them off with a drill. Um, yes. So they're taking layers of the nail off. So I just, I've seen it a lot. And so, I mean, as myself, I, I'm not going to go to those salons, but 
Um, you know, I think, yeah, if you just want your nail painted or something like that, then that's fine. But I'd probably leave the other technical stuff up to us. To you guys. Yeah. Good. Good to know. Yeah. I thought that my, my, my husband's going to get very upset with me, but he doesn't usually listen to my podcast, <laughs> so he won't know that I'm talking about him. But he makes me cut his toenails, oh, Claire. Oh, my goodness. And I'm not joking. That's when you know that you've been married for too long. Yes. Yep. And because he played soccer for so long, oh. he can't cut his own toenails. So I have special toenail clipper things to cut them, and I do a very good job, oh. obviously not as well as you guys might do but I try my best but <laughs> I'm, really I'm that's amazing well done <laughs> yeah I actually call his feet model feet because they're that terrible yes yep yep we've seen them, the, them. <laughs> <laughs> soccer is not good for someone's feet no, soccer um, and running all of that they probably have the yeah. worst feet but um traumatized yeah. traumatizes their big toes it but does. Well, We'll go into your Instagram now before we finish up because I want to talk a little bit about that as well because I love what you've created with it because I I don't know, out of most of the practitioner ones, including myself, we're usually kind of basing it at a client, Mm. you know, educating the client or Mm -hmm. or whatever. And not to say that you're not, but I love that yours has humour behind it because I think we forget we're we're kind of in this serious industry where we want to be taken, you know, as professionals and we're university trained. So we forget to kind of um, have a laugh at some of the things that we experience. And yeah, your page is hilarious. My favourite one the other day was when, um, well, I think I told you where they think chiros are like physios. That's the same thing, right? Um, (laughs) Or or they think we only went and did a weekend course, which is always, um, that's always a fun one. That's always good. Or that they always call you the wrong name, which I found very, very, very funny. So you have a very bad sense of humour like me, some might argue, but I don't care. I think it's funny. So, um, and you actually say a lot of what my inside voice says on the inside. You actually verbalise, so I love that about you. But what made you want to create it in that kind of way? Because I've never seen it um, out there before like that. So what made you go, I'm going to bring some some sarcasm, some humour and also kind of get some other practitioners on side who can laugh at some of my little memes that I post? Oh, well, thank you. Um, I find, like especially I found with podiatry, it is, like I said, it is such an unknown sort of profession that people don't really know a lot about and I thought, you know, I'd scroll through Instagram and I would just, I'd see podiatry clinics on there and they'd just be posting about ingrown nails and you know dry skin and and I thought well no one actually really wants to see that like yes we may all have you know problems or we think you know our feet aren't that great but no one actually wants to see other people's you know feet and their foot problems so I I wanted to change that a little bit because I I'm so passionate about podiatry and health and well-being and I thought well why can't we have everything coexist and why can't there be a page where podiatry is painted in a bit of a different light and I think that's what I went out to do and to start with I was just like I haven't seen anything that's been a bit different so I I guess I just wanted to make podiatry a little bit more aesthetic than what it is sort of known as which is a very hard thing to do when your topic mm. is feet um, but it, it it has been good and and I think just because I, I don't really advertise it as you know come and see me at my clinic or or whatever I I think I just I just want people to be educated and to think and maybe they'll stumble on my page because I might have a cute dog picture or you know or something and then they'll be like oh actually this this page is about feet or you know they'll they might learn something and I think that's definitely been an aim of mine is you know at least if if one person has looked at my page and then has booked in to see a podiatrist or has done you know a foot exercise or they've changed their footwear or they've done something small like that then I think I've achieved what I've set out to do and I yeah I guess along the way I have kind of made it a little bit funny and I think look if we don't laugh at ourselves then we cry so I think having that humor <laughs> it was even just good for me to be like oh I, I guess other people f- think this as well you know it's there'd mainly be things that someone has said to me or 
things that just keep recurring. And I thought, well, I mean, maybe someone else might think this is funny as well, you know. <laughs> and and it turns out that that people do, like yourself, you know, you, Me! you relate. And I do. I wanted I wanted to make it relatable and and funny. And I think those kinds of things, especially with something like Instagram, it's such a aesthetic. Um, medium to I guess advertise through or to present something through or educate people through so I was like well I've got to play on this and I've got to I guess make people want to look at my page and make people want to know about feet so um, I guess that's how how it started and and where it's gone to. Mm, I just love it so I'm so happy that you joined me today thank you so much for accepting my little well I think i went into your little DM and said, do you want to be on my podcast? <laughs> oh, because, thank you. Yeah, I, I wanted to know more about you and, and what you did and why you did it and, and hopefully um, my clients will be inspired um, to go see a podiatrist as well. And I might even ask Claire, I might be cheeky and ask her for some people down in Melbourne for some of my clients as well that she can refer to as well because yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, otherwise it, it doesn't look like we're flying up to the Gold Coast to see you. But can no. people do telehealth at all with you either at the moment? Um, they do. Do people do oh, like not with me personally? We haven't really set up that, but I know there are a lot yeah. of clinics in Melbourne, a lot of podiatrists down there that are doing the telehealth consult. So um, definitely a good thing to sort of, I guess, get onto if if you're wanting to see someone soon or even just chat to someone. It is a bit hard because podiatry is such a practical. Um, yeah, <laughs> a, a, like Cairo. Yeah, like Cairo. You know, it's hard to treat someone's yeah. feet without actually you know looking and touching and feeling them so it is a bit tricky probably a bit tricky at the moment for for you people down in Melbourne um but there are some really great podiatrists down there so I would definitely recommend you know seeing some and I can I can point you in the direction of some good ones down there um but yes thank you for having me as well it's been a pleasure do you want to just tell everyone where they can find you as well and I'll obviously put it on the um podcast too but Tell everyone where they can find you if they want to follow you or find out a bit more about what you do as well or laugh at you. <laughs> laugh at me. Um, yeah, look, I my Instagram is called at underscore the pod. Um, I think you can type it in however way <laughs> you want and that's probably the easiest way to find me. It does link to Facebook as well so you could always search the Facebook, the pod as well and, yeah, that's that's probably the best way to get through to me. Wonderful. Okay. Well, thank you so much, Claire. And everyone, I hope you've enjoyed this episode and we'll see you for the next one soon. Thanks for joining us, Claire. Thank you so much. Okay, bye. bye.